0: Welcome to Sustainable Sessions, hosted by yours truly, Lucas and Lauren. Episode 21, featuring Alyssa Barber.
1: So my name's Alyssa. I'm from the Midwest, and I'm specifically from St. Louis. And I am on TikTok at new lifestyle and I create uh, videos about low waste living and the lifestyle behind that. And I also work alongside as part of my freelance work with a company called brightly.eco working on their social channels, uh, spreading awareness about sustainability and conscious consumerism.
2: Awesome. awesome yeah so just to kind of get right into that um how did you kind of decide to get on tiktok and like focus on the environment like were you an environmentalist when you were like growing up or like you have like influence from your family and friends and how did you kind of like just get involved in it
1: yeah so it where i live specifically in the midwest like right outside of st louis area um uh, it just, sustainability is not like a big thing i mean honestly like most of my life i didn't even know what it was i i didn't ever go to or live in coastal cities. Um, A lot of times people around here often think that what they do here doesn't matter because they don't live in a coastal city or by big conservation areas. So a lot of times that's just not talked about in the Midwest, it's just the center and they feel like they have nothing to do with everything else, but it's really not true. And I honestly didn't get into environmentalism until 2019, which was, like, not long ago at all, at all, at all. And it started because I was always hyper local. I'm very conscious about small business and local business. That's, like, my thing. Um, And I worked for a local business for a long time that was a boutique. I accumulated a lot of clothes over that time period, that, like, two years of working with them. In 2019, I found minimalism. And I I didn't necessarily go through the phase of decluttering and just trashing everything I owned. I I did not do that. But I took a lot away from it as in stop buying things. Mm -hmm. And I stopped doing it. I I really just took a step back and realized like, I need to save money. Like I need to move out one day, even though I was like 16. Like, (laughs) I, I was younger, like I was like, I really need to like, start figuring this out um, and be more conscious about what I'm buying. So I really got into minimalism first and through the help and the power of the internet and especially YouTube, I found like my very first introduction to the low waste or zero waste lifestyle was actually a Vice YouTube video and it was uh, about a girl named Stevie. She's a climate activist. She is part of a company that she owns called Yay for Earth. I love her moisturizer (laughs) and she was the very first anything I've ever seen like that. Like my first insight into what an environmentalist is, what low waste living is, I never knew a thing about it. So I saw that video in 2019. It changed anything, everything. I was totally captivated by it. And then I am going to school for digital strategy and media literacy. So in January of 2020, uh, we had an assignment of start an account, but you have to have like kind of a twist on it. And, my, and it didn't have to be a huge twist. My twist was, I'm going to do TikTok because I had just got TikTok like a month ago. I was super into it. <laughs> I mean, but I was doing like the basic stuff. Like I followed Charlie. Like I was like, I was doing the, the bare minimum on TikTok. Because, like, I was a part of. But I noticed that like that environmental community on YouTube that I knew from YouTube was not on TikTok yet. So that was my spin and I pitched it to my professor. He was like, okay, like <laughs> I don't care, whatever. And about maybe, I think it was like two months into being on TikTok, I made a video about my deodorant. At the time, I have since broken it, so I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I used salt rock deodorant, and I made a video about it, and I posted it before I went to bed because we, my assignment was I had to post at least every other day, but I was posting every day because just whenever I wanted to. I got really into it, and I posted this video of my salt rock deodorant. So random. I went to bed because I needed a video that day, and I woke up to 5 million views on a video of my no salt worry. rock deodorant. And I could not believe that many people even watched my what <laughs> deodorant I use. It was kind of weird. And then I showed up to class two days later. And we kind of did like an audit of everybody's accounts. And I had a couple kids audit my account. And they were like, what happened here? Because it was like 1,000 views, 100 views, 20 views, and then 5 million. Like on this salt rock deodorant. And I woke up the next day with like, with over those two days, like 50,000 followers. And that was like really the beginning uh, that I was like, okay, I need, like people care about this. And so I need to continue educating not only myself, but other people, which was a big thing because I wasn't even educated myself. I'm still learning. I have learned a lot since then, but really a a random video. It was less than 15 seconds long of what deodorant I used kind of kickstarted everything
0: wow <laughs> that, that's literally crazy i guess even just like going in a little bit more on the deodorant so did you make the deodorant do you buy it from like a brand like are you making some low waste stuff or <laughs> maybe explain that a bit yeah so
1: the, de- the deodorant specifically so so back then i still had like an amazon account and i i didn't necessarily like I don't have an Amazon account anymore. I was finally able to get rid of mine. And I was so happy whenever I was like, oh, I can finally break up with Amazon and I don't need it anymore. But at the time I still had it. And I actually got it from Amazon because I saw it on, I think, Pinterest. And I was like, does this is stuff work? But I liked that it was like, it was like $5. And they were like, it lasts over a year. And I was like, oh, that's the kind of like, I, <laughs> I, I wasn't rich or anything so i was like i mean i was like i need anything that can budget me so i, I that's how i also got into like the low waste budgeting and how it can be so money saving and i was super into that part uh because i'm cheap So
0: <laughs> that happened,
1: <laughs> and i like the idea of having a lot of cheap stuff and splurging on a few things that was like the lifestyle that i really um was interested in and that came through like liking minimalism too but yeah it was from amazon it's a salt rock crystal and I had it for maybe like six months. And I even had people like in real life be like, why don't you smell? Like, why would you think that you smell bad? But for some reason it worked, but I know like some, it doesn't work for everybody. Some people, if you have hyperhidrosis or something like that, it does not work. It doesn't stop sweating. It just stops odor. So it doesn't work for everybody by any means, but it worked for me for like five months and then I dropped it and I broke it and I haven't rebought it since. <laughs>
2: oh my god yeah. That's hilarious. so funny and like honestly there's so much i want to kind of like back up on as well too so like even just to go back like really rewind when you're we just talking about like where you're from from the midwest and like i just wanted to bring this up because even some of the other TikTok influencers we spoke to from the u.s we've had like a completely different like not even childhood but like i guess even our education stuff like that too like i find like maybe it's just us in canada obviously but like in a lot of our education we were taught about like the idea of climate change like it doesn't necessarily mean that we are like absolute, like, you know, top of the threshold, like best, best, most sustainable country. But I just mean, like, we learned a lot about this stuff in school. And like, it kind of leaves me to wonder, like, you know, a lot of students that came up during your cohort, at least, um, they didn't really have access to this in education or it might have not even come up at all. And then now to even seeing a lot of Gen Z come on to TikTok, I really think that there is a role for like brands like ourselves to like go and explain a lot of this stuff. So yeah, if you could talk a little bit about that, like, what was this transition like? And like, what's it been like for yourself and like adapting with your family and friends um, now that you're living more of this like low waste, uh, sustainable lifestyle and like, what's that impact been on, on your immediate circle, let's say.
1: Yeah. So in terms of school and stuff, like growing up, like it was, it was not talked about like it is in other places. I, and my school specifically, and I can only talk from my school, but I know a couple other schools in the Midwest are similar to this, um, but I can't speak for the, every school in the United States. Uh, climate change was talked about one day a year, it was Earth Day, and that was it. That was literally it um, from like elementary through middle school and then in high school, people kind of like figured it on on your own. There was still no I had no environmental class I was even able to take um, throughout my grade school years. Um, That wasn't an option to me until college. So that's how it was here. And we talked about it every year. And actually in elementary school, I remember there was this video, we watched this same video from like first grade to like maybe fourth or fifth grade each year. And it was basically like a cartoon, ice caps melted. And they were like, turn the water off when you brush your teeth. And then you were sent home and I was like mortified like I was totally mortified and I think that also is important like that I would go home every Earth Day I'd be like mom I have to turn off the water when I'm brushing my teeth you have to turn it off when we're washing the dishes like I thought it was me I was like I cause climate change here in St. Louis like that's really what and I went every earth day I went home terrified and then like two days later I forgot about it because we never talked about it again so that's how like schooling was here uh (laughs) in terms of that I do wish it was more talked about in schools and and that's why I'm grateful for things like TikTok where such young people are on there getting this very bite-sized digestible and sometimes even just like flat out interesting pieces of content Uh, that can kind of kickstart like I my hope on TikTok is that I am not people's end point. My hope is that people come across my videos and I am step one. I mean I'm not making um I I will never claim to be a climate scientist. I will never claim to know more than one. I am not one. I've never studied to be one. Uh my point is that I hope people see my bite-sized content and it just kind of kickstart them into even caring. So that's kind of like the goal there but um In terms of my family, the minimalist thing, people were just like, you're doing it because you're cheap and it's pretty normal to be cheap here. I mean, it is like, it's it's just like my whole family's kind of like money saving, like we're real into that, like splurge on things you really like, keep it cheap other than that. Um, And that's why I did a lot of like fast fashion shopping and things like that at the time. And then whenever I was like, oh, what's going to save me even more money is just not buying anything. (laughs) <laughs> so like that was like kind of what happened there. So like when, when I got into the minimalism, that didn't freak anybody out. I mean, nobody was really appalled by that. But whenever I started getting into like the weirder, like more intense thing, whenever I looked at my mom and I was like, I think a bidet would be cool. And she was like, No. <laughs> so the point is, is that like if, if your family um isn't into eco-friendly things or sustainability. The, the best thing you can do, I mean, they warm up to it each and every day. I mean, they see me, they're not gonna stop me from doing uh, what I can and what I wanna do. But uh, if your family's not into it, they're not just gonna suddenly become into it just cause you are and you can't really force it upon them no matter how many facts they know. But I've noticed that over time, they do warm up to it just by me living my life the way I want to. So in terms of that, like, they, there has been changes, and I have seen them, but usually they're picking up the money-saving swaps again, right. especially my mom, like, for sure. And um, my boyfriend as well, he, he does not he's not interested in this kind of stuff by any means but again I've seen it run off uh rub off on him like thrifty he's very thrifty now antique stores a lot with me um likes old things vintage things now and that kind of like just rubbed off on him through me so like you can rub off on people but it's definitely impossible to like be like you should like it too like it's not gonna work that way <laughs>
0: No, I, I've definitely found that as well sometimes I'm like, I, I'm plant based like in my family and as much as I'm like, okay, everyone eat your bacon and stuff. Like it's totally fine what other people are doing and I can't force people to do things, but it's really just kind of like understanding that you're making your own lead, lead by action. Like if you're doing it, hopefully other people will kind of like join as well. Yeah.
2: And I think the stuff that you're talking about, like from like a, being a cost-effective perspective too, I mm-hmm. think that really just like picks up a whole market that like, they literally could care less about the environment, but you're going to get them on that. And it's just like, you know, whether they like it or not, they're going to be doing stuff that's good for the environment as well. And like, yeah, I think the thrifting stuff is amazing. Like that's something that we both do very often. it's like such a, you get really cool clothing too. So even from like a fashion perspective, it's like incredible. Then from a cost perspective and environment, it's just like a triple win. So it's, it's so important. Um, yeah, that's really awesome. I think uh, to go a little bit more into your current interest of like obviously you care a lot about like your personal habits and stuff that you can change beyond that is there any like particular part of like the climate crisis that you gravitated and been like more interested in learning about like since you since you started and uh if you could talk about that a bit
1: yeah so uh one thing i'm starting to learn more about is like green financing and what that looks like so that that's a big thing for me is that like uh doing my own research when i found out that like you can have a 25 times greater improvement in your individual carbon footprint just by greening those and I know that's another individual thing but it really comes down to like I used to think like um conscious consumerism and like investing your money in the right placement like shopping small shopping sustainable but it's really like so much bigger than that because like even just banking at your normal bank sometimes is doing things you you couldn't even imagine like doing uh bad things for the environment that you wouldn't even expect or think about. And once I started learning about what kind of things my bank was funding and I found out that that was readily available for me to look up and I looked it up and I found out, I was like, Oh, I need to change this. And I need to, um, and you know, I've been interested and I'm just finally getting to a point where I can try to dip my toes into investing and trying to do that sustainably into the right places. And I, I know that's an individual thing, but it has, uh, it kind of ripples out into a much bigger impact and actually controlling where money is going and how it's moving uh, throughout our economy, I think is super, super important. But of course there are like so many different issues Mm -hmm. to talk about that are so important, but that's, that's one in particular, I've been looking to learn more about recently
0: yeah i think I, awesome. I think i saw on tiktok i'm not sure what the name of the bank is but i don't know if you know re-lauren she posted a, a credit card company I think it was chase oh, yeah the credit
1: cards. is that yeah, I, I saw her yeah that was a good she made a good video with that that was really interesting the one where she cut up the card yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a great one i love her video <laughs>
2: Um, yeah no that, that's really awesome and even going on like the investment side too like both Lauren and I like invest in stocks and like mutual funds and ETFs and stuff like that as well too and I know Lauren like if you want to talk about like a couple of those we can definitely share you like a full list if you even like we could talk about interested investing forever. in some
0: companies yeah, but, uh, I yeah I definitely,
2: like,
1: does. we're into that that's great to know
2: <laughs> <laughs> like yeah we could talk forever on investing like that's like a whole other sidebar but we can definitely share some stuff but I know like if you want to talk about like one of those renewable energy what was one of them
0: yeah there's this one company I actually invest in a few ones called called burcon nutriscience um another one that actually just went um public is called plant x they do um a bunch of it's almost like um sustainable food subscription boxes but you can get all like vegetarian and vegan alternatives um i think there's a few other ones but yeah for me i was actually just like when i was talking to lucas about investing i was saying that for me, like I, I only wanna invest in like either ETFs or into companies that are only sustainable. And I, don't, I know that might not be the best like investing strategy but similar to like what you were saying, like green financing. Like if you know that you're investing in a company that's doing a lot of good things, you're gonna put your money there versus like an ETF that has Coca-Cola, Nestle, all these different companies that you don't necessarily want. Like for me, yes, the return's good. But if I know that I'm like making an impact elsewhere, like that's more important to me, yeah. so yeah.
2: Awesome. Um, yeah, so I think if you can, you can go a step further now, so like you talked about that one documentary that you mentioned on Vice, like beyond that, what have you been kind of gravitating towards, like do you have like particular channels that you tend to follow, or have you like seen any other cool new documentaries or books that you've read that, I mean, some of the users might be um, interested in hearing about?
1: Yeah, so my two, um, so I, I'd say my two top favorites are The Guardian and The Atlantic, if I'm looking to read. I do, I, I do read a lot. Um, I know i my primarily make video content but outside of like work and stuff like that I am doing a lot of reading and that's where I like to choose to go a lot of the times but also one of my I am all for internet deep dive so one of my favorite things to do and what I recommend to anybody who is interested in this at all and they're like I just feel like I know nothing the way I started to educate myself is I would go on TikTok I would go on YouTube I would go on Instagram I would find those very bite-sized pieces of content that people like me now are creating and then i would take that hit the internet hit youtube hit google hit everything and um try to find out more about it and just keep going down and down and down that rabbit hole and every time you have a question the best way to go down the rabbit holes is like read the article or watch the video and every time you have a question type it in Google and just keep opening tabs. That's what I do. I have like 10 tabs open when I'm trying to like learn about something and you just go down, you just keep going and you keep answering questions for yourself. And that's one of my favorite ways to learn because I love deep dives. So uh, that's how I also recommend other people learn more about
0: it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think with like a lot of younger users too, I think we're kind of like of a generation where we did it, we weren't like tech natives that we brought up into this. We are also like, we appreciate the ability to like how to index and search things up like on our own. And like that skills that I think a lot of the really, really younger people that are just getting on platforms now, it's not that they have a challenge with it, but like they'll start with hashtags and they'll kind of like branch their way up like that too. But I think that's a great way to look at it is like go by questions. I think that's such a powerful way to look at it. Just like find a question that you like and then research until you've answered that question and then go to the next one because I think it's so easy to kind of get polarized and fall into different Mm. channels. And then now you're just going down this rabbit hole. But if you have questions, you should stop and like look those up before you continue further.
0: Yeah. And definitely like showing yourself content that, you know, is like coming from a good source. I think that's super important because sometimes on TikTok, it's really easy to get fake news kind of just like thrown in your face. But I I feel like with the EcoTalk community, we're all pretty good at kind of holding each other accountable, but then also like continuously learning from one another too so yeah also i don't know if you want to like quickly talk about like your experience with the ecotalk community but um we can chat about that a little bit now too
1: yeah do, do you mean like ecotalk is an account or just like with the community in general i think
0: just like the community, community. yeah
1: yeah
2: the overall like, like what's your engagement been like like even even like just your, your tiktok experience as well too like what's it been like when you've Find new users that are like commenting and like you're trying to answer stuff like i don't know if you go live often either but like your whole experience of just like eco and tiktok together
1: mm-hmm. yeah so basically it's almost like uh the internet's you know crazy absolutely <laughs> so like you put something out there it gets so like uh so many things assume so many misconstrued construed things and and that's to be expected. I mean, we're working with a platform where you can post up to 60 seconds max. There's going to be a lot of unanswered questions, a lot of unexplained things. Uh, What I've noticed a lot is that, like, the, the people and like the EcoTalk community, um, all those environmental creators, they're kind of like this cushion to lean back on when, when stuff like that happens. So if I ever have a question and I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. Like there is somebody guaranteed who can answer it in those communities. And that's why I love group chats and DMs with these people. And I try to reach out to as many as possible, just so I I know their experiences. Because if I know somebody's in solid waste management versus renewable energy, like whatever they're um, in, whatever business they're in, or if they're just somebody, you know, within their town that's just really into this. Um, I like to know that I have those people to reach out to when things go crazy, or whenever I, I don't know something, because I, I don't know everything, and neither do they, and it's great to have that kind of full circle to bounce off of, and that there's never too many unanswered questions, uh, and we're able to kind of Calm people's nerves about videos (laughs) and stuff. So, I really like the cushion part of that community, but also the fact that, like, I mean, there there are people from everywhere, all different countries and cities and places in the EcoTalk community. And I find that really important because there are things going on in other places I wouldn't have even imagined that I would have never known about. Um, And they even do things just in their normal life where I'm like, I just would have never thought to do that. Like, recently I saw. Uh, a TikToker named Chelsea Christina she also owns her own awesome shop Uh, she made this video about how like she made a plant pot out of a moss ball and it was like a class she did I think in California where she's at Um, a class like that wouldn't be in St. Louis I'm just saying right now you wouldn't see a class like that but I thought it was so cool and then I like saved a video on YouTube of how to do it and I might do it one day it's like you see so many like interesting things too and facts of things you never would have even been like oh, I should wrap my plant in a moss ball. Like I would have, that would have never came out of my, my mouth. I would have never said that. Like I wouldn't have, but I, I now, I now I'm like, I need to wrap my plants in a moss ball. So it's just, they're so interesting. They're such interesting people. I mean, you never stop learning from them. They're actually amazing.
2: Yeah, no. And I think what you kind of touched on there as well too, like so much of like TikTok, you're capped at the 60 seconds. So like it has to be bite-sized. It's, it's meant to be intriguing and like, it's not, that's not the stop. It's the first step. And like, that's one of the reasons why we want to do this podcast as well is because we want to invoke a lot more long form discussion. So if there are complex topics that people want to like, I'm not saying you specifically are an expert in one category, but we like to have experts on as well to really dive in and like, let, like let them go. Like they definitely know more than us too. And we're trying Mm -hmm. to learn and we want to provide like a platform to let people see these long form discussions. So they're not just getting that bite size and getting frustrated and like trying to figure it out. Like, they really have a chance to like, see it all, um, like hear, hear deeper ex- explanation for stuff.
0: Um, I guess now uh, a question that I have for you, what do you find like the most enjoyable part of being a, a sustainable entrepreneur and like just sharing your content? Like what, what has been the best part of this journey for you? The
1: best part is when
0: people like, when it's the DMs, is the direct messages
1: of people being like, you know, I didn't even know like what this was. And I found your account. And my favorite thing is when people said they thought it was a lot harder than it really is. Mm-hmm. So some people, the low waste and sustainable like lifestyle aspect of things really stresses them out because they feel like it's so small. But for me, I try to position it as a way that it's actually empowering, that you're able to do something yourself each and every day. And even and it's not mutually exclusive either. It doesn't mean you can't you know, email big companies and do bigger things and go protest, it doesn't mean it stops there. But I think it's really empowering that you can wake up every day and be like, I'm gonna do something just a little bit better for this planet today. And when people like message me and say, hey, I didn't know you could do this. Like I thought you had to be rich or I thought you had to live a certain place or be a certain way. And you know it's actually super super easy. That is what makes me feel the best because usually it's very young people, and you know I don't know what their backgrounds are like or what their schooling's like, and so that they even have started to care is like really important to me.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's so well said too, and we've had that same experience ourselves, even like with our friends and family, where it's little things like like switching from a uh, you know single serve plastic bottle to a reusable one. Like it's such a simple thing, but again, over like a 10 year time horizon, you're making such an impact yourself by consuming whatever two bottles a day versus having one that can take you 20, 30 years potentially. And so like, yeah, understanding that some stuff is easy. And like, as long as you're working to constantly keep improving, it's not going to happen overnight that all of a sudden you're going to be this amazing, sustainable person, but um, it is a process and just getting people to kickstart that journey. And then you know, go down the rabbit holes that you were mentioning. That's really the the goal.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I have had a few people on the podcast say don't focus on the zero in zero waste, just do little things bit by bit. So I don't know if you want to like touch on that a little bit too.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I had somebody literally ask me before, like to my face, like, um when did you like make the switch like when was the overnight like you're sustainable now like whoa, whoa 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 still not there. like still not there at all I mean there's also things that limit so many people including like myself and others way more than me um and there's so many limit things that will limit you that you can't control and you have to recognize that and totally accept that and realize that uh You don't even have to live the low-waste lifestyle or plant-based or shopping a certain way or taking public, you don't have to do any of that to even be an environmentalist. You just simply have to care in the first place Mm -hmm. because that collective care is what's going to change things. I mean, if we got a couple people, you know, being totally awesome environmentalists, they're eating plant-based, they're shopping local, ethical, they're using public transportation, they're doing all the little checklists, you know like, that's, like, that's great that's absolutely great and i and i talk about that a lot because i like to do a lot of those things and um it's awesome but it's it's not going to be the end all be all it's not like if we all do this we'll be cool because we won't be so the the thing is that like you just have to care and we have to create a whole new generation of people to come up together and be like we're not going to do this anymore like we're going to stop and we're all t- collectively going to decide. That we hate grasslands. I'm just kidding, <laughs> but, like, but I feel like, but like you know, like we're all gonna come up together and realize that we we want it's our time to be the the main part of the world, and we're gonna do it right. Mm-hmm. I think
2: that was so well said and it's really just starting to care and that's on the fundamental level that's really all we need because even if someone's living their regular life if they could vote on a policy or get someone in office for you or prime minister for us like they're putting people in power that will enact the change that we need to make this longer term impact so I think that was super well said. Um, And one last thing I kind of want to follow up just because we kind of skipped over your your degree and what you're studying in college too so like what how has that like impacted your role in creating content. like, do you think that what you've learned there has allowed you to become a more effective communicator um, for people that like didn't have um, the same background as you, let's say, but want to become like a sustainable entrepreneur or influencer or just get on a platform and, and start creating content like that. Uh, like, what are some like tips or things that you can kind of recommend to like, if they're nervous to like get started and how they can get involved?
1: Yeah, so my degree is actually called social media and digital content strategy. And the, the main premise behind my degree actually kind of secretly is to be like um you're gonna learn all these awesome skills so that you can approach a company in the future and sell things for them that that's kind of the end goal and through that you know i took a lot of advertising stuff as well so like i said not a scientist by any means but i am a creative and i do want to still use that and show people that you don't have to be a certain person or in a certain field even or go to college at all to even do this, or even if you want to be a specifically an eco influencer or something like that, uh, if you want to do that, you don't, there's no prerequisite. Mm-hmm. And I want a lot of people to know that because I, I don't have those prerequisites <laughs> that a lot of people do have. And, and that's awesome. We do need that variety. So we do absolutely need those people in the group and in the space, but, uh, it, yeah, that's the whole goal is to like sell things kind of within my degree. And I've at throughout time, noticing that it's made me kind of push back from that part. And that's why I like working with, um, with I'm a freelancer full-time. So full-time, I am not a, a TikToker. I am a digital strategist for um, woman-owned small and or sustainable businesses. So I really like uh, clients like Brightly because they don't um, necessarily sell something. They're a media company, which is really awesome to me because I'm able to use my skills to spread awareness and it still means something without being like, buy this, buy that. And not that you, um, you know, not that you can't be a conscious person and still sell things. Uh, because like I said, I am like a hyper-local person. I love that kind of stuff. And I do work with other people who sell product. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing, but just throughout my degree, it's made me kind of push away from that. And, uh, for anybody else starting out, just know that, uh, TikTok is a great place. I say that simply. I I well two places I say are a great place. TikTok and YouTube, and I say that for a couple of reasons, you can easily monetize yourself as a creator. It's not like Instagram or Facebook, you can actually get paid for the stuff you create, which I think is really important for people to understand because uh, you will get burnt out if you just do Instagram or Facebook, I feel like, because you're putting in all this super hard work for this super great content and you're getting nothing in return for a very long time. That's super frustrating, I I feel that. So I do recommend using some kind of a video platform um, I like TikTok if you're not experienced in video because the worse the quality, actually the better, which is very just like what we are the only Gen Z is the only generation that has consumed such high level production that they turned around and said, we don't want it anymore. We want cell phones, Snapchat videos online for millions of views that's what we want like that's what we turn around and decided. and i i love it i love it (laughs) for me i mean like i don't even own a ring light like (laughs) 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 like you would think like everybody on tiktok like has their little ring no like i'm in my bathroom half the time and that's totally awesome that's like a gen z thing so like don't think you need equipment you just need a phone or a computer and you need like the app and like
0: that's really
1: it that's really it and I I just want people to know that that like it it is easier than you think you just have to the hardest part is like being like I'm gonna start so make a content calendar give yourself days to to post because if you don't you're not going to do it if you're going to be like oh I'll do as the inspiration strikes it won't happen Yeah, absolutely. You'll get like two videos out a month if either (laughs) Uh, but uh in terms of like growing um your account if you're like really interested and you're really wanting to spread the word. You, you can't get too nitpicky with yourself, you're gonna want to sit down and explain every little thing. And just know that you can do that later or in the comments or people can research themselves um, and emphasize that you are point one, like we already discussed, you are not the end all be all. And that people sh- encourage people to look further, whether it's in your caption or in your comment section or whatever, um, just know that it's not difficult and all you need to do is have like a thing like have your thing that you talk about have the thing you're passionate about and make it your thing and make it known that it's yours and i feel like if you put in the work it'll eventually just turn out fine and maybe you'll post a video your deodorant and it'll get five million views you never know you never know
2: oh my god that was a perfect like ending (laughs) that you might post a video of your deodorant we're gonna have to like make a a post just on that that's so cool
1: yeah, That's it's pretty so deep in there. Let me know if you need to send it because I know it's pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> send me the
0: link. I'm gonna test it. I like testing random things, so I'll definitely try it out. Don't believe it. It's so short. You're gonna be like, I missed it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um all right. I guess kind of just like wrapping up here. Is there one key takeaway that you want to leave with our listeners?
2: Could be like a stat, a story, or like like literally anything. Just like your last punch that you want to leave uh, for all the audience.
1: Yeah. So no matter where you live, just know that you didn't cause the climate crisis, but you can help solve it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anybody can help solve it. And that big or small, it all makes a difference and just speak your truth and
0: things will come back to you in the universe. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you would like to learn more, visit us at www.last20.ca. Until next time, stay sustainable.